Lay. Hey guys. Hey. I'm Liza. I'm Riz. And this is the Little Sleep Much Reading Podcast. And finally, from so little sleeping and so much reading, his brain dried up and he went completely out of his mind. We have a special guest today named Wendy. Say hi, Wendy. Hey, hi. No hi, only sleep. She is an 11-year-old Weimaraner, and she slays. And you're going to be 12 soon, I think. In April. Oh, my gosh. Pisces. Are you a Pisces? No. You're not a Pisces. Oh, is it beginning of April? Yeah. Air it's an Aries. There's no way this one's an Aries. Maybe you're from the maybe you're from March and not April. We have that to double check. Aries. We gotta double check with her mom. If it's end of March, it would still be Aries. But if it's beginning of March, it'd be Pisces. Mm-hmm. She's giving Pisces. I could also see her being a Taurus, and if it's end of April, she could be a Taurus. Mm-hmm. And then that would make sense. But Wendy, there's no way you're an Aries. I won't. I won't have it. You never know. Because I hate an Aries ass bitch. Mm-hmm. Famously, there's not many who we like. No, I can't think of one. My one boss is in Aries. Actually, her birthday is the same day as my sister, and I actually really like her. Well, then we have Michaela. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> scary. So that's a little... Yeah, Aries are usually very scary people. Mm-hmm. There's something about them that's just, like, unhinged. Yeah. That's an aggressive Aries, you know? Yeah, yeah. What is it? Now it's Aquarius season. Which mm. I don't usually like an Aquarius except for Miss Lexi Anderson. And Harry. Oh my god, and Harry Styles. But usually an Aquarius is a little too sad boy hours for me. I'm always kind of like buck up. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, my best friend growing up was an Aries or uh, an Aquarius. A boy Aquarius. Okay. Danger. Mm-hmm. That means Harry probably kind of sucks. We kind of knew. We knew that. Okay. But now we now we can extra know about it. Wait. Is Zane an Aquarius too? No. Zane is a Pisces. No. When's his fucking birthday? Is it the 15th? Yeah. I used to know all of their birthdays like the back of my hand. Okay, his birthday's the 12th, which means my best friend is was the 15th. Okay. And I think my Aunt Connie is the 19th. 
So he's the 12th. I know oh. that Niall is a Virgo. Yeah, Niall's a Virgo. And that's why I'm, I love him and we're meant to be together. So. Mm -hmm. Virgos oh. can slay. Virgos are my favorite zodiac sign, period. End of sentence. Like, the slay. Mm -hmm. We, I also, I love all summer people because I like fellow Geminis. I love Cancers. I love Leos and I love Virgos. And then I like Libras too, usually. Um, But then it starts getting stupid for a long time. I don't really like Libras, even though I'm a Libra rising. Zoe Woman is a Libra. Zoe's like the only Libra I've ever met that I liked. Yeah. I knew like two or three in high school and I was like, ooh. You were like, yikes. Um, This is not a Zodiac themed episode. It's not. Because actually, as you're listening to this, it is the very first day of Black History Month. We love Black History Month. We always read bangers. Oh, banger after banger after banger. Without fail. Without fail. I think my top book of 2023 was from Black History Month. The um, James Hanahan. I think I read that for Black History Month. But yeah, what are we doing this this year? This year, we, I was so excited for this freaking book to come out. I could not wait. As soon as I found out it was coming out, Countdown was on. Um, so we're reading Out There Screaming, uh, an anthology of Black Horror by Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele. Our woman king. If only. If only. But we love Jordan Peele. Do love Jordan Peele. What did you think about his foreword? I was not that impressed. I yeah. wish that there was a little bit more. Yeah. Um. But I also I know he's a screenplay writer, but I kind of wish he had written a story. I think he, he definitely could do it. And I would have liked to know. Well, because, okay. Basically, he's he's saying that all of these people, he basically kind of, like, asked them to write, like, their sunken place. Mm -hmm. Like, from Get Out. And so I suppose he already wrote about his sunken place because he wrote Get Out. Right. But at the same time, I don't think all of them are the sunken place. Like, no. I get the vibe that he kind of maybe gave that as a parameter, but he basically kind of said, write whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Do you get that vibe? Yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know. When I saw that there was going to be... Like, his forward, I was thinking, like, oh, that's going to be, like, five pages. Mm -hmm. His forward's one page. 
It's so short. I wanted more. Yeah. That I also, been... I know it's like not important and it's actually probably for the best that this, it doesn't happen very often, but I would read a whole book by Jordan Peele about everything that he was thinking about when he wrote his movies. Mm-hmm. But he'll never do that. He'll never do that because he like doesn't want you to know. But like if I could read him, I would read 350 pages of him just talking about Nope. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd listen to him talk for five hours about Nope. Like, so yeah, I guess that's why I was just like, I wish there was a little bit more about that he wrote a little bit more about out there screaming. Mm-hmm. But you have a signed copy. I do. He touched it. He touched it. He signed it. That's his that, signature. It's just, it's just a J and a P. J and a P. He, I love him because also I, I think Key and Peele is so fucking funny. Have you ever watched Key and Peele? Yeah. I think it's funny. I just don't like... This is terrible. I don't like comedy. Yeah, you're not... You're not very haha funny. You like Bo Burnham, though, don't you? Yeah, but he doesn't make me laugh. You like him because he makes you upset. Upsetty spaghetti. I know, like, I watch him and I'm like, he's clever. Yeah, that's so actually... I'm gonna laugh. That's so true. Like, you are not... Like, you're, like, you're obviously very silly goofy. And you're, like, laughing at, like, TikTok. Yeah. And memes. But never are you like, I watched this really funny movie. Like, you don't be saying shit like that. Honestly, like, the first comedy movie that I can remember that ever made me laugh was 21 Jump Street. I fucking love 21 Jump Street. <laughs> like, like, worth it. Like, the 21 and 22 Jump Street, I think that they're hilarious. Yeah. Like, that's probably the only two movies I could ever think of that have ever made me laugh. That's Besides so- the stupid, like, the cat in the hat. Right. You know I mean? Trolls. Saltburn. Yes, Saltburn. Um that's funny. That's really I just funny. Don't, I'm not a comedy girly. Yeah. You're you're a scary girly. You gotta do something really like exquisite to be making me laugh. And that is 21 Jump Street. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie actually. Now I kinda wanna watch it. So good. Wait, do you like Good Boys? I haven't seen Good Boys. Cause that's Annie's like favorite fucking movie. Of course it is. Like I swear to God, she watches it all the time, and it's like this is so funny, and it is. But I wonder if you would like that, since Nanny likes it. I will watch it for Nan. Do for Nan. Um, did this book remind you of Black Mirror? No. Really? I don't know why it didn't. I didn't really watch that much of Black Mirror. Maybe like the maybe like one season. I didn't either, but like the vibes of it reminded me of like because a lot of them were making like a social commentary, I think, specifically about like the black experience. And I feel like that's what Black Mirror is trying to do, but not specifically with black people like they're trying to do it just generally 
so some of them especially the futuristic ones reminded me of like a black mirror vibe yeah yeah um the one with the the uh that like robot guy who has all the people watching him all the time that story was confusing you were okay i was actually i really liked that one i wish i understood more what was going on i just feel like there was so much that was packed into there like it could have been a full-length book yeah but it was interesting it was like well he, he was like a cyborg kind of yeah was he a prostitute yeah okay so a prostitute cyborg who has who is also like a like an influencer yeah and this was by justin c key for those who are um curious it's called the athlete like aesthetic athlete by justin c key and he's like like a perfect man right he's beautiful um confusing okay so i got the vibe because they kept referring to like the white market Mm -hmm. black market Mm -hmm. but i got the vibe that people were still like using in this futuristic setting people were still using like black bodies in nefarious ways but the girl in it, Sasha, who was also a cyborg, question mark, was also black. Okay, the other thing I was confused about, do all the cyborgs have cancer? That, that didn't seem necessary. Okay. What felt more necessary was that him and Sasha were able to make a baby cyborg, which shouldn't be possible. But then did you catch the part that the therapist was paying him to be her client? And she was a white lady, right? I pictured her as white, but I don't know if it ever was stated. It might have it might have been like it might have been that they weren't stating that like the scientists and her and all the viewers were like white, but I got the vibe that they were and they were like fetishizing these black cyborg people (laughs) but also is the cancer like just a side effect of being like a a made thing does that make sense yeah maybe do you also think it's like how referring to how like remember that book Lakewood I read for I think Black History Month two years ago and it was like black people being like tested on in a facility kind of yeah is that what's going on here like is it like an allegory for for all the like heinous tests that they used to do on black people I don't know the other thing that confused me is, did the therapist turn out to be the collector? Did I just fabricate that? No, now I'm fucking, like, reconsidering my own reading of the text. 
it was confusing. It was cool. There was just a lot, a lot going on. And I guess so. And the collector also made me think about how like, like collecting, like, like slaves, basically. Yes. But like also art. Was it American Horror Story in the one with Kathy Bates? Yes. Did she collect like? Yeah, she. Yeah, murdered. Was that what it was? Yeah. And it's also like they used to like, specifically like they used to call certain black men. I think they'd call them like studs, and they were that they were like very like muscular or whatever, and like like fertile basically. And so they would collect them to, like, this is awful, but, like, to, like, create more slaves, basically. But I also think sometimes in the same way that, like, Black women would be fetishized by slave owners, like, Black men would be used by, like, the ladies of the house Mm -hmm. for, like, sexual purposes. So I wondered, too, if it's, like, kind of drawing on that but yeah but also it was making a statement about art because they were called works of art basically there was a lot going on there was a lot going on so Uh, but yeah that one specifically was giving black mirror yeah I definitely got Black Mirror from that one. A little bit from the Baby Snatchers one. Yeah. But also, like, I will say my Black Mirror taste is also really bad, according to everyone else on on the planet. So maybe I'm not a good person to judge. And hey, that's tea. Like, we will say we were surprised that this was way more sci-fi than it was horror to us. Um, so I guess like just like know that going into it. Yeah. Also, Invasion of the Baby Snatchers was by Leslie Nineka Arima for anybody who was curious. And it's about aliens. Which I actually really liked that one, but I did also find it confusing. Yeah, but it was it was dope. Also something I was thinking about okay there's a difference between Afrofuturism and Afrodystopia because don't you kind of view Afrofuturism as being like a world in which black people are free from um, being free from racism Kind of like Wakanda would be like Afrofuturist. Whereas like Afrodystopia is like building off of the racism that Black people already face to create like a fictional world that pretty much mirrors a, a fictional apocalypse type of situation that like mirrors our current world. That makes sense. Right? Yeah. That's something I was thinking about. 
Did you have a favorite? I really liked La Siren by Aaron Adams, which took place in Haiti, I think. Yeah. Um, and it was like a ghost story. It was like more like a magical creature than mm -hmm. anything else in the book. And I'll say this. I really liked Reckless Eyeballing a lot. The N.K. Jemisin. Yeah. It reminded me of you, Marissa. Really? It was giving, it was giving a Bob Henry does tricks. Okay. Love that. It was just so strange. And I think the main character kind of reminded me of like Bob Henry in a way that you mm -hmm. like don't really like him, but you're like, what's this bitch going to do next? Yeah. That that really sums him up. I'm not going to lie. Not, not going to lie. What about you? I really liked Eye and Tooth by mm -hmm. Rebecca Morse, um, which she's regularly a sci-fi fantasy writer, but I think that this story read a lot like horror. Um, and honestly, it was kind of slay. And I really liked Flicker. I thought that one was so friggin' cool. Um, yes. Which is by L.D. Lewis. Who I don't know if I've heard of. I know some of these people I had not heard of before. Like, I think this book was a good anthology because it was a mix of people who are like very well known in terms of black horror or black sci-fi. And some who must be kind of more like up and coming. She's a sci-fi writer, it looks like. And it looks like the only book she has out is called The Ruin of Shadows. Or maybe that's just her latest release. What was I going to say? I lost my thought. Come back. Come, Come back. Yes. What did you like about Flickr? Like, what made that your favorite? Ooh. I thought the concept was really, really cool. Um, if not, like, really creepy. Mm -hmm. And... I also liked, I don't know, I think I just really liked the idea of everyone all at once just having everything shut off. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I just thought that was so cool. And I like how it started off with her brother and her being like, hey, what is that? And he's like, that's, that's not normal. <laughs> That's not normal. No. That and was maybe one of the scarier ones, too. You know? 
it also always stresses me out when there's like a a a part in a story where like they're all packed up to go but they they end up not being able to bring all their stuff yeah so stupid but something about it like really stresses me out yeah survival horror if you will Mm -hmm. and then I just thought some of the images in that were really good the lady like impaled on the flag on the the light really good yes when the lights flicker back on and she's like and that bear is like what like on the tree or something and his face is like right in her face girl I am actually thinking back on this that story was maybe the scariest one it was so good Because, like, a lot of the other ones were just creepy. Yeah. Or, like, profound, kind of. Or, like, some of them were kind of sad. Yeah. Like, the La Siren one was, like, sad. Yeah, that one was sad. And then, like, reckless eyeballing, you were kind of just, like, that's so strange Mm -hmm. and fucked up. But, like, it's not, like, you're not, like, jump scare. Which one was the one with the... you jump scared? Of course, I like the creepy one. I know. Classic Riz. Pressure was good, but it was like... Not, not like sad. But I was like, of course, of course that cousin would do that. Right. Um. Also, that let's talk about that for a sec, just real quick, because I am decided that I really like dystopian fiction where the the only the background is very dystopian, and the rest of it is kind of like not normal. But, like, do you remember when I read that book? I think it was called Here Lies. And it was, like, an apocalypse, but they were just trying to, like, bury the mom somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Didn't you think it was cool that in Pressure, it was, like, the dystopian aspect of it was basically, like, that, like, it was, like, the last time you're going to be able to, like, like travel by planes because it's, like, an eco-disaster? Mm-hmm. Like, the point of the story was being, like, a mixed-race person trying to live their fucking life. Yeah. And hadn't and didn't really have to do with the eco-disaster part of it. Yeah. Like, I love that. Like, more of that, please. Mm-hmm. Also, the perspective of that was cool. With the It was in the second person. Was it? I don't remember. Yeah, it's like, um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, your ears still haven't popped since this morning's flight. You've been trying to unplug them every few minutes by swallowing with your mouth open wide. It's like the main character is referred to as you the entire time. Which literally, by the way, happens to me every time I friggin' fly. Oh, yes. That that made me so sad. I know. (laughs) What was it saying? Skitters or scam- scamper? scamper? Scamper. Oh, scamper. Scampers. 
but sorry, I just got, hold on. Um, had you read stuff by any of these authors before? Um, I'm pretty sure Rebecca Rowanhorse had a, a piece in Never Whistle at Night. Yes, because she's black and native. Um, she's lit. Otherwise, no, I literally don't think that I have. I'm trying to remember if I've read anything by Nanetti Akafor before. Did she write the Akata Witch? Um... Yes, so I have read the Akata Witch, which is um YA like Afrofuturism. Um, and it was cool. And I wanted to read Binti, which was another one by her. That's like um it's a novella, science fiction horror, Afrofuturism. Mm-hmm. That looked cool. But yeah, I mean, I've never even read Tanner. This was my first encounter with Tanner Reeves Do. Mine too. Although I think I have the between. I just haven't read it yet. I really want to read some Tanner Reeves. That's almost what we decided to do for Black History Month. But then this book came out and we were like, oh, perfect. I think if you're going to read her, you should read her new book. Only because it's gotten so much hype. I, I even but, think it might have just they just released the um preliminary ballot for the Bram Stoker Awards. And I think it's on there. I'm not 100 percent positive, but there's a lot of slay books on there this year. So I hope they actually make it. What's the new one called? The is it the reformatory? Yeah, the reformatory. I would say either read that one or read the the wishing the wishing well, which is like a collection of short stories. Okay. Did you like her story in this? The writer. I thought it was okay. I was like genuinely. Um. It it took a turn that I didn't expect to happen, and I did think that it was like rather creepy. Yeah. Um, but I think I just hyped her up so much in my brain that I was expecting a little bit more. Okay, so that's the same thing that happened to me. I was like, her story is going to be the best one. And then I read it and I was like, it was good. But I definitely was underwhelmed. Yeah. It. I will say it was out of all of them kind of the most rooted in like black history. Yep. Which is cool that she decided to do that. I really can't. I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I like that I don't really know a lot of them. Yeah, like it makes you want to like look into them and see what other books they have. Mm -hmm. The woman who wrote Lakewood did not have a story in this either.
which is interesting. It makes you wonder, like, how these things are picked, you know? I think because I follow... Um, Andrew Cull, who did the like found anthology, and I know he's doing another one. And I know how that works. It's just like a whole bunch of people write stories and send send them in, and then they pick which ones they think are the best. So I don't know if this worked the same way because if it's Jordan Peele, I mean right. Monkeys Monkeys Paw production and Jordan Peele together doing this thing it's probably like a lot of you probably would have got too many like I feel like maybe they they would have to have extended an invitation to people I don't know yeah but then that again makes you wonder why like Victor LaVale wasn't in it right because you would think he definitely would have got an invitation wait which Victor LaVale did you read Two years ago. Two years ago, I think I read The Devil in Silver. That's right. And then this year you read The Changeling. Yes. I mean, last year you read The Changeling. The course that I'm going to audit has, I, t- I told you I had Victor Vale, but it's um, The Ballad of Black Tom. That one is his best. And did you read that as well? Mm-mm. But I okay. because it's really short. Um, but that's when everyone says it's his best. You loved The Devil in Silver. Yeah, I really liked The Changeling, too. I just felt like The Changeling yeah. was heavily fantasy. Yeah, period. And we have a tough time with that. We do. <laughs> um, Aaron E. Adams, who wrote the story that you liked, is the author of Jackal. I didn't know that. No shit! Yeah. No shit! I was thinking of reading Jackal. You have to know. Oh my god, I'm definitely gonna read it. Oh, I love her. I'm doing it. That's great. Slay. Wait, some of these I'm also looking at and I can't remember what they were about. Like... Like, what was the other one by Violet Allen about again? Oh, no, wait. No, now I can't remember. No, yeah, what was that one about? Oh, that's about um the one with the, the, the girl who's, like, kind of crazy, I guess, and she starts getting texts from her boyfriend's, not boyfriend's phone. Yes. That one was Okay, crazy. I actually really liked that one. I really liked that one. Ew, ew. That one had a really scary moment too because didn't something like pop out from under the door at one point, like in the apartment building? Yeah. It was like gross. Yeah. It had like teeth. I think. Here's the thing that I struggle with when it comes to anthologies and short story collections in general. Sometimes I start mixing them together. Yeah. Does that happen to you? Yeah. But I think I liked that one. There's also just like so much going on. 
you know? Right, like all of these could have been, like some of them were actually better off really short, but like many of them could have been full length mm -hmm. shit, you know? So, and a lot of them, this is interesting too, and this brings back in the conversation about how were these picked, a lot of these felt very cinematic to me. Yeah. And so I wonder if Jordan Peele handpicked them because he's obviously a cinematic person. Mm-hmm. That's so weird. I just got a notification from Barnes & Noble Reddit that's asking for Afrofuturism titles. No shit. Wild. The phones are listening. Phones are listening to the Afrofuturism. Yeah, I, I did see what you mean about that, where they do seem very, like, a lot of them do seem very cinematic. Um, and then it also makes you wonder how some of them that are maybe less cinematic would, would translate to the screen, you know? Right. Like, Flickr, that would be kind of hard to do. Yeah, it, that one, because some written horror will just be better than visual horror. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is. I, 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 I'm still a very strong believer in your imagination is way scarier than anything that you could possibly create in a film. Mm -hmm. You know? Without a doubt, yeah. But I mean, like, the concepts overall in this book were so cool mm -hmm. that this just, like, obviously proves, like, what we, what we already know, but what society still doesn't seem to recognize is that, like, Black voices should be given a megaphone when it comes to horror and science fiction yeah and like it's perplexing that it's still such a white genre you know also do you think jordan peele in, a, in some ways, sort of, like, not necessarily started, but brought to the, to the mainstream the idea of, like, social justice horror, like, like, um, social commentary horror, rather. Yes. I think horror, for the most part, is always making social commentary, but there's definitely mm -hmm. horror that, like, like, that is its, I don't know, it's hard, because, like, you can look at, like, like, Night of the Living Dead. Uh, yeah <laughs> right and, right like no one would ever be like that's social horror no that's that that gets 
it gets diminished to just being zombie horror. Right. And so it's like, is there... Like, you, you look at Get Out, and, and you can't... Like, you can't say that it's anything else. Like, it's so in your face about being social horror. Yeah. And that's what makes me upset sometimes about people's analysis of Nope. Because I think Jordan Peele was pulling a Night of the Living Dead and was like, look, aliens. And then was saying some of the craziest, like, most true, like, profound shit about the way black people are treated in our society in America and hid it under an alien movie. And then you go and look at the reviews, which are not only as horror predominantly written by white people, it's predominantly reviewed by white people. And you go and you look at the reviews and they're like, this was a stupid movie. The aliens weren't scary. I don't get it. And we're like, hello. Like, Let's just let's just think about that. I don't get it. Uh, 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 uh-huh. You got it, babe. <laughs> if if you said I don't get it, you got it. <laughs> but it's just interesting that like, yeah, he's done he's done it all, you know, with us. Nope, and get out. He's touched on the different kind of levels, I guess, of social horror mm-hmm. of over and covert I know it feels like such a good like trifecta I'm like what's what's he gonna do next like I'm kind of scared you know he has a new movie coming out in the future right I don't know I thought I heard something about him making something new and he, whatever he does, it's going to be so fucking scary. Like, <laughs> he just does that. He's so scary. And for what, Jordan? What? Relax. Oh, also, I forgot about Wendell and Wild. Oh, yeah. Which, which is a cute movie. And it's like another one of those that's like, it's an all black, mostly black cast. But like, that's not the important part of the tea which I also think is important to do Mm -hmm. you know like like he like a balance of like you have stories where being black is the point of the story Mm -hmm. and you have stories where that's not the point at all it just so happens that all the main characters are black right This is kind of just thinking about Black horror and Black history. Do you find, like, a difference in in how things were gone about between the original Candyman and the new one? I haven't seen either. Oh. We should have a Candyman, like, viewing extravaganza and then compare the two. That would be so fun. I'm so down. And you have, like, a pre- Jordan Peele and a post-Jordan Peele Candyman. 
and like see what that means right for... because that's the only movie I can think of where the where it's a black antagonist in the horror yeah yeah right mm -hmm. there's rarely any even black protagonists in horror cinema we have night of living dead we have saw with the detective and then newer stuff obviously but like when you look at like like blockbuster films like obviously we're not talking about black film because that's a whole different industry almost they had to like survive on their own making their own movies but like uh, yeah I mean again I'd read a whole book on the history of black horror cinema I do think scream scream the second one the second one yeah the second one was trying to do something with um Oh, the friend? No. You remember in the beginning, in the movie theater scene? Yeah, 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 yeah. With Jada Pickett. Yeah. I think they were trying to do something like how they did uh, Drew Barrymore as Casey Becker. So I think they, like, tried to do something with Jada and... I don't... Was that guy another famous guy? He was famous. Who was he? I don't know who he was. All I remember is he sticks his ear up to the door and he gets stabbed through the ear. Oh, it's so nasty. I fucking love that movie. I don't even like the second one very much at all. But. Who was it? It's Omar Epps. It's Omar Epps. So, yeah, that was giving Drew Barrymore. Yeah, he's from Love and Basketball. Oh. But yeah, I think you're right. And now there's Black characters in the new Scream movies. Yeah. But now we don't even... I can't even deal with Scream anymore after all this fucking drama. I, I can't believe they fired... Melissa okay. Barrera and Jenna Ortega. Or they fired Melissa Barrera and then Jenna Ortega was like, bet, I'm not fucking coming back either. Play queen. And then, so now I wonder if the twins will come back. like, Because I feel like they'd also be like, I don't want to deal with this if Jenna Ortega is not around. Like, I'll be surprised if they all don't quit. Like, And there's no way Matthew Lillard's coming back now. So the the franchise is done, okay? We're going to consider the last movie the last movie. I could see him coming back only because he thinks that we all want him to. Yeah. But I don't really but, think that'll be enough to, like, fix it. It can't. It cannot be saved. It cannot be saved. And they also, Sydney didn't come back because... They wouldn't pay her enough. They wouldn't pay Neek Campbell enough. Yeah. 
It's like literally she's she's your girl. She's literally the reason Scream is what it, what is. it is. Man, oh man. We could just pretend that his comeback was um in Five Nights at Freddy's. Five Nights at Freddy's. He slayed. He slayed. He slayed. I love that movie. It was so stupid, but so good. So good. Thanks, Josh. My mom and dad are going to be so mad at me. That's my favorite line in a movie ever. Yeah, I like that one. I like, um, what is it? In Sleepaway Camp when he's like, eat shit and die, Richie. And he's like, eat shit and live, Bill. Yes, 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 yes. So funny. Love Sleepaway Camp as well. So LGBT. So silly. Do you have any more thoughts about out there screaming? I kind of wonder, like, now that these people are published in this book, if they're actually going to get more notoriety, yeah. maybe that's why Jordan Peele put them in there with, like, three big names. Yeah, yeah. Guy, he wanted mostly be people that, like, need the boost, you know? Who's that the other person... Um, their stories towards the end. And they wrote. The author of Ring Shout, P, is it DeJelly Clark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. He's also a pretty big name, just for Ring Shout, really. Right. And that's another book I need to read. Yeah. Did you read it? No. But it is absolutely on the list. I think, ooh, like, it gives me this shivers just thinking about it. Like, race, like, horror that tackles racism is so scary and and i think it's like different kinds of scary dependent on your race mm -hmm. obviously so like for for it'll be a very different read for a black person reading ring shout than a white person yeah. and like i believe as a white person you are supposed to feel wildly uncomfortable mm -hmm. And, like, that's the part that should make your, like, skin crawl. Is to just be, like, Jesus fucking Christ. You know what I mean? And not in, like, a torture porn way. Like, like not that. But, like, I think that's why that book or, like, Get Out are, like, important for, like, white people to watch and read. So that you can be, like, damn. Right. Like, that's part of the reason I want to read that book. It's just because, like, I know I'll be like, um, hello. Also, it's just, like, the, the reality in those stories. 
Like, I feel like you know that they're not just writing it and they just made all this up. You know what I mean? Right. When you race horror, you're like, I know that there is so much to back this up. Right. It's terrifying. Right. Exactly. And I don't know. This is another thing where I'm like, it's another tough situation and I think it translates actually better into books than it does to tv or movie because do you remember that show and I think it was called them but it was it didn't have any relation to Jordan Peele us and there was a lot of backlash because it was like too much violent like it was like violence against black people for violence sake mm. under the guise that it was showcasing how evil white people are mm, but I then don't... black students were like we're like this is literally just traumatizing at this point like why like it it, it falls in the same category as like a, a lot of black actors will be like I don't want to be in a slave narrative anymore like I'm done with that like like, I'm not doing it anymore. And I'm like, I totally get that. Like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about that specific genre of Black horror and what we were talking about that, like, it's meant to make white people uncomfortable. But there's almost a type of it that's, like, written for the white gaze instead of the Black gaze. And I feel very strongly in that it should be written for the Black gaze and then white people should read it Mm -hmm. still or consume it watch it still but I don't know that's just interesting and like you don't see it happen as much in books that that controversial aspect of it yeah and that's just like it's a complex issue it's another one that like you'd like to see a panel of like black film people and black like book people talking about it in different ways Yes. I'm just patting Wendy because she is so sleepy. She's so sleepy. Sometimes it's hard to be a dog. It is because you've got so much to do. You got to walk around. You got to eat your food. You got to think big thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, I get it if you want to take a nap for several hours. Yeah. Do you ever That's think about awesome. what P's thinking about down there in the basement? Um, Probably food because she literally eats bowls and bowls and bowls of it a day. Is she so fat? No. She literally won't gain weight, but all she does is eat. Did she like run around a lot, you think? What's her tea? I don't. She's not real. Do you think she's ever plotting crimes? Yes, I do. The one downstairs plotting. I like made her come out of the basement and hang out with me, and she saw my dad and got scared and ran down there. And then just like I left the door open and she just sat at the basement door, and like wouldn't leave she just sat in the doorway and i was like the door is open like you can come hang out with me and she wouldn't do it 
She's a freak. She's so freaking weird. I just like can't even stand it some days. I, I call that freak city. Yes, absolutely. I'm just petting a Wendy Williams. Yeah. She's cute. Um, what are we doing next week, friend? Next week, we are going to be reading some Shwaye books. Shwaye. I'm going to read, let me turn around so I can see. Uh, Who Runs the World by Virginia Bergen, which is YA dystopia feminist fiction. Slay. Actually, um, I have two things that I'm deciding between reading. Um, but my phone won't unlock for whatever reason. So either the Mary Shelley Club, which I literally can't tell you who it's by because my phone won't unlock, or um, Clown in a Cornfield 2. And Clown in a Cornfield I read for the pod, um, I think last year. I think last year, probably around the same time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the Mary Shelley Club was like a five dollar deal, and it sounds really cool. It's by Goldie Moldavsky. Um, and it sounds pretty slay. So those are my two options. I also have a book, but I don't think that this is YA. No, it's definitely not. Okay, Slay. So I'm either going to read one of those two. I'm really excited. We always have a lot of fun with YA week. It goes so fast. And is this specifically to celebrate a YA event or did we just decide to do this because we wanted to read YA for fun? I think we just picked to do it because we uh we had YA. Yeah, I think that's T. Um, and yeah, this was the penultimate. That will be the penultimate episode of season five already. Ew! I can't believe that. Another s- sixteen books down the hatch. Sixteen that's- each. Thirty fucking something. Well, sixteen episodes. That's not true. We don't read two books every time. Sometimes we read one. Sometimes we read three, <laughs> like the other week. Um. But yeah, so crazy. I love that for us, but it's also scary. It's a little scary. Just a little. Just a little bit. We will see y'all then. Bye. It cut off at a stupid fucking time again. Um.